Ready? Well, welcome, welcome everybody to Sandy and Kathy. This is Kathy Sawyer. I thank you for uh, allowing us to take up some of your world today. It's our Friday. Those, that's the day Sandy and I connect. It's such a uh, interesting time in the state of Washington, you guys, because if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. And boy, has it been that way this week from snow to rain to hail to sunshine. I was working in the yard for a little bit and then all the hail came. And I'm so it's been crazy, sort of like our life right now. Um, we welcome you. Sandy and I have been chatting about what's next. And she had called me this week and we chatted um, or texted about something she ran across. So I'd like her to sort of chat with you about the direction we're going to go and what it's going to look like. And Sandy, how the heck you doing, girl? Hey, I'm doing okay, Kathy. We're, uh, you're right about the weather. Now it says we're supposed to have beautiful weather all weekends and next week. Can you yes, believe it? 80s. Oh, isn't that going to be wonderful? Everybody can get out. But you know what's so wonderful is how green everything is. Isn't oh, it beautiful? Gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. I, I just love all the green. Anyway, yeah, I would, I don't know, I, I, I was thinking that maybe people would like to talk about um, life stages, and I ran across this uh, life coach, her name is, I, I, I hope I'm saying it right, I'm, I'll spell it too, I-L-N Dannon, E-Y-A-L-N period, Dannon, D-A-N-O-N. She's a life coach and uh, she has written about the five main stages of life because what she was, what she found is that it's, it's sometimes it's, well, it is, it's overwhelming. And when we try to talk to our kids about life and whatnot, and it, it can just be uh, kind of chaotic. And so what she decided to do is take, um, take it and put it in minimize so it minimizes regrets it it decreases your worries and enables you to live a happier and more meaningful life if you put it down into a principle of 18 and five stages of life and the reason it's called the principle of 18 is because each stage stage lasts for 18 years yeah yeah so when talking with Kathy I said how about if we do this and do it in a five-part segment so we don't just throw it all together and make people even more confused by what we're saying. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. Right? We're going to start out with the, uh, the five stages of life. So do you want me to tell you what they are? Well, the cool part is, is the way they're broken down is the way we're going to do them. Yes. And so as Sandy begins to tell you the broken down the five stages, I really want you to take a minute She's going to do it slow. So I want you to just take a minute. And when she talks about the first stage, you may be in that stage right now. Mm -hmm. And then look to what's ahead of you. And for us that are a couple stages back, as she speaks, and I remember when I was at those other stages and how true those stages are. So Sandy, yeah, go ahead and share the ages of those stages as well, if you would, in this uh, author's opinion. Okay. This is going to be global. So it, I mean, all the five stages of life. The first one is considered your dreamer stage, and that's from birth to 18. Uh, the second will be explorer stage, which is 18 to 36. The next stage is builder stage, 36 to 54. Then comes mentor, 
which is 54 to 72. Then giver, which is 72 to 90 or past. So there you go. And we will be doing these and we'll let people know on our um, on our Facebook uh, page what the next stage we will be talking about so people remember too, so. And I think it's sort of cool because in the dreamer stage, uh, birth to 18, boy, was I there. I was a dreamer. Now, I wasn't the kind of little girl that knew what she wanted to be when she was little. I didn't. Were you one of those? Were you a dreamer little girl that dreamed of being a scientist or a mommy or a teacher or you dreamt about your wedding or you looked at bridal magazines? Did you were you a dreamer when you were young? Oh, yeah, I think I, I think I was. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. You know, when I look back, I don't know what I was really dreaming about, but yeah, you, you, you dreamt about it all. I remember when I got older in my teenage years, I always thought I'd make a great lawyer, but I didn't come from that kind of, uh, my first husband went to law school, but, and maybe that's why, but, uh, I, I, I didn't come from the means to go to law school. Let, let's put it that way. So, but that was kind of like an out there dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my dream, you know, my son did this really cool thing for me last Christmas is called storybook. And each week I get a question about my life when I was little and growing up. And, and uh, his last question was, what was your biggest accomplishment as a child? And that would be the dreaming stage. Mm -hmm. And I prayed about it and I thought about, I, I got an answer right away. And I thought, no, don't go with that answer that came to your head. Just wait. So I spent a few days thinking about and praying about it. And um I went back to my original first answer. And I think in my dreaming stages, I dreamt I wanted out of hell. Oh. I wanted out of the childhood I had. And so how I answered that question, my biggest accomplishment in my childhood is that I survived it. Yes. Um, so to me, it was like, I dreamt of getting out of crazy. Right. I dreamt of getting away from the violence that my parents were in. I dreamt those things. And so my dreamer state was sort of thrown with a cold bucket of water, which I know a lot of our listeners had as well. They wish they would have been able to dream about, oh, I'm going to be a nurse and my mom and dad are going to support me and I'm loved. And, you know, there's a lot of our listeners that, dang it. Yeah. We, we had different kind of dreams. Well, Kathy, that's survivorship. You were just trying to survive and you wanted to get through <clears throat> to a better life. And there's so many people out there that that do at that age. I mean, I, they just want things to be different. So yeah. So please know that Sandy and I are oh fairy tale just because remember we did a session on toxic positivity. So yes. you know Sandy and I know that um, it you're it can be different. And oh. So in this, this dreaming state, um, probably around seventeen. I began to dream and crazily enough, it was because I was pregnant mm. at 17 and I dreamt of this baby and our life and I was going to be loved and I had somebody to love. And so I think my dreaming started right about 17. I mean, the positive ones, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I was on my own at 16, had my own apartment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that my dreaming came in a different place. Do you remember dreaming about an occupation or what you wanted oh yeah i was life. all i was uh um registered to go to a junior college in ellsworth iowa i can't remember the name oh. of the college and so uh i became pregnant also we've talked about this and uh so it kind of shattered my dream 
Um, and yet, by God's grace, I knew that, okay, this was the way, this was my walk. And so um, that's the way it was. I mean, you just had to, that's the way it was. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing was for me, because I didn't really have a childhood, I played with my child. It was so cool. I'd get down on the floor and do yeah. truck noises. And yeah. I was just like this kid, my, I was a kid with a kid. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think, I think that's the thing. We could, we could go on and on about um, early childhood and babies and the, all they need is love. I mean, that's all they need. Love, love, love. And, but, but we all know that. And that's almost another segment, you know, but, um, but, the, but what is to me is so critical is when they get into high school and they start getting all this pressure and stressors on what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What's going to happen? What do you want to do with your life? I mean, some, some kids don't have the, the capacity, you know, the frontal lobe doesn't mature till age 30. And that's the reasoning and making decisions part of your brain. And so I think sometimes there's an awful lot of pressure put on uh, kids and at that age. And I, I mean, if I could, some kids are ready for it. They're just, we all know them. They, I mean, I have one granddaughter that she knew this is where she's going. I'm going, this is what I'm gonna do. And she's just finishing up her first year of college. Good for her. I'm so proud of her. I have other grandkids that are still searching at 22. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's okay to have, you know, you want to focus on the process, but not the outcome or result, she says. And that's the key to creating a vision with a serious shot of becoming a reality. That really meant a lot to me when I read that, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and she states to identify your dreams for the future, mm -hmm. interview role models, and find mentors between birth yes. and scene. And so I think those pieces are just really big pieces. Like, you know, I probably didn't have a mentor. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because when I was a little girl, a neighbor felt sorry for me because I didn't have a mama and she stepped in. And so I would consider that a mentor. Yes, sure. You know, she stepped in and I remember, um, oh boy, am I going to tell on myself big time here? Um, I was a lost soul, very lost soul. And I told my dad, who was raising us, that if I could just go live with my sister in California, I would really get it together. Well, I didn't. I went sideways. But during my time at my sister's, the next door neighbor's husband had brain cancer and died, and we'd gotten really close. And it was really cool because she was older, and I was 14, and she smoked pot. So I'd go over there and get high with her. Well, my sister moved. And then I told my dad, Dad, if I could just live with, with that that neighbor, I, I, dad, it would, it would be, I'd be good. I'd have it together. So he let me do that. God love him. He didn't know what to do with me. Bless his heart. So <laughs> yeah, I know. And living with her, she had a rule before we could get high or do anything. We had to clean the house, get dinner ready, get all of our chores done. <laughs> that was my goals. <laughs> that was my mentor. So um, some crazy mixed pieces about that. She taught me some good with it and some bad with it. Well, yeah, but Kathy, that's you today. You get responsibilities. You get these errands done. You get your yard done, you get stuff done. Boom, boom, boom. And then I'll have fun. 
It's true. Because today you said, I'm going to be running 15 minutes late. So I thought, okay, I can go do this before I get with Sandy. So then you said, I'm early. And I went, oh, no, I'm still doing this. That's okay. <laughs> so you're right. I'm still, you know, as crazy as that is. And that was my mentor. It left some good on me. Well, and I think mentors are very important. I, my husband always talks about his mentor. He had a, uh, in his teenage years, he had a girlfriend. I can't remember her name now. It's It was a cute name. And uh, her father was a, a captain in the fire department uh, in Louisiana. And he became Dennis's mentor. And at the time, that's not when he chose to be a fireman, but he respected this guy. And he wasn't, and that's why they say when you, these young kids, when you try to find the right mentor, don't reach out to super successful people, but rather to those who you respect and who are, you are willing and who are willing to guide you on your journey. And that guy, he guided Dennis. He was one of the best mentors because he didn't have a father. He was, he was great. And so mentoring is extremely important. And so many times kids at that age, they don't want to listen to their parents their parents don't know squat and and it can be so frustrating a parent uh parent child relationship at that age I remember well and my kids come back to me now and go oh my gosh why didn't we listen to you when we were 18 or 19 or 20 you know But, but you know that's okay because you know they had to listen to other people and hopefully but one thing I want to say that I wish that every young, going back to feeling pressure about having to decide what to do at that age and making decisions, there are junior co- or um, community colleges out there that have a class called career exploration. And each college might call it differently. Our local one in Vancouver, it was career exploration. And, you know, it, it's a it's a college course, but it's fun. It's easy. There's no homework. And, and it has Myers-Briggs personality testing and different testing. And it, it helps these young kids go, wow, I'd be, I think I'd like that. It shows them career paths that they didn't even think about. And I, I just really encourage every parent out there to have their, their child sign up for that, whether they want to go to college or not, or a trade school, wherever that one class, you know, it's, it's, it's really helpful. Well, I think it opens our eyes to all the possibilities because depending upon how we're raised, I wasn't raised to go to college. I chose to do that at age 40 on my own when the kids went back to school. Mm -hmm. I was, I was raised in a family where, I mean, my dad was a plumber, so he worked with brawn, not brain. And so I wasn't given that. Did your parents encourage you between well before you were 18 to go to college and career and I mean, all those pieces, were they a part of your world? You know, it's funny back then, um, late sixties, my, my parents were farmers. And then when my dad finished farming or retired from farming, you drove a truck, a semi-truck and trucks. So no, they were laborers. My mother yeah. was a, a, a nurse's aide at uh, the uh, well, what do you call it? Nursing home or retired living now they call it, but, um, well, it was more nursing home because they, they weren't all well, but anyway, uh, 
So they just pretty much, I was the youngest of five, they left it up to me. And so I was kind of like, I think of myself as like my granddaughter, Anna, where she has had to take everything up herself. She is driven. She's decided. She's figured out the finances. She's figured everything on her own. I had to be like that. And then uh, when my husband, uh, when we, I got pregnant, we got married and he was a student um, at a state college. And then I, after I had my, my daughter, I went to the affiliate of the Mankato State College, which was called Mankato Vocational Technical Institute. I always knew I wanted to go to school and I was very fortunate. I mean, we had nothing, we didn't have any money, but I was very fortunate that number one, it wasn't that expensive. Number two, we got help being young and students. And um, so I was able to go there for a two-year associate degree, which was, which was wonderful because then I had that. So, you know, I think it, it's, I never, you know, it, it's just a drive you have to have inside you that you think, okay, this is what I want to do. I mean, it's, well, and it's and you know, what's really strange. Um, I hate to bring this up because it's, but it's real with COVID my teenagers that come to see me have changed from college to um, to labor, to a laborer, mm -hmm. roofer, construction, um, HVAC, my guys anyway. That's um, okay. Yeah. And that's what we came to because we were losing our trade people. They weren't wanting to go into the trade. We still and, are. Yeah. And so what is happening is our kiddos are thinking, wait, do I want a 250 or $500,000 debt when I get out? You know, I remember Sandy, and I'm sure you can too, back when we were waiting tables, you were the manager, I was waiting tables, but um, the kiddos, yeah, you did for a little bit, but uh, great having you as a manager. Um, a lot of the kiddos were going to college and they were going, wow, there's good money here. Why would I go to, and I'm going, no, no, no. You guys, you don't want to be 60 years old waiting tables. Get no. the education and then on your journey, figure it out. Yeah. And so I think that they were, young, they were under 18, you know, and some right around 18 trying to figure out what's next, but boy, was the money good. And you worked nights and you had your days to go surfing or kayaking or boarding or whatever so I think that we do need to play I do think we need to play but I think we can get so much um, in that spot that it can end up being more of a stressor than anything so um, you know I do you think that some of our our peeps are raising little busy people at, at age before 18 or do you think that our kiddos are learning how to have a balance with all that Oh, I can't even tell you it, you know, it, it, I mean, I, we were very involved with our kids in sports. So were you, I mean, we did everything with them and, and that that's great. But I think if you are, you have like six things in one week, okay, tonight's this, tonight's yeah. that, tomorrow yeah. night's this, I mean, on and on and on. I think it can just wear these poor little kids out. And I, my, I, I'm always saying, let them be kids. I, yeah, I had a young gal come in to see me. She was 17 and a half junior and she was a mess. And she said, Kathy, I'm doing everything at school because my dad signed me up for all my uh, college prep classes in high school. She goes, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I can't live. I can't sleep because of the stress. I can't do anything else but these college prep classes in high school. I hate life. 
and we have to listen to that. Yes, 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 yes. So I had her parents in and the saying in, in my business is the way to help a child is to help a parent. And I told the dad, I said, dad, you can't live through her. Yes, she can do it all at the cost of her sanity. Right. And so he, not worth finally, it. yeah, he finally backed up and said, that's, she's not even 18 yet. And I'm squishing all her dreams. And so that's a part of this stage, the dream squisher, you know. <laughs> I think to parents, what I just really ask that you do when your kid comes to you with an insane dream, go with it because guess what? It could happen. Yes. So if your nine-year-old says, I want to be president of the United States, you do, bet. do it. If your yep. daughter says, I want to be president of the United States, you bet, sweetie, what can I do to support you? Because guess what? All those kids that have dreams, it can happen. Absolutely. So if you are 18, um, around 18, listening to this or real close to 18, listening to this and you haven't dreamed, it's not too late to dream. No, never. So those are big, big pieces for us to just sort of look at today as we we go through this first stage of uh, believer um, and dreamer. And so in looking at that, you guys, I just hope that if you're not dreaming today, even if you're 19, 20, 21, or in your 20s, you can go back and start with the dreaming stage because I think it's important to be looking at all of them. So I just encourage you all as next um, week, we look at Explore ages 18 to 36, where you fully exhaust your potential. You take risks, you don't obsess over money, and we, we begin to explore life as this coach, this author states. So we welcome you next week as we explore the Explorer and um, so grateful that you're here today. And thank you for the questions that we've been getting and hopefully that we're answering them. Um, I'm trying to uh, just let you know that it's what's on your life play at gmail.com. Sandy, anything else you can think to add? Um, no, I think uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, exploring, exploring again. Uh, these different stages of life and, uh, and and share share this with your kids everybody share I mean we're not using profanity or anything so <laughs> share it with your kids yeah I've been a good girl this session yeah. <laughs> I love Jesus I have a potty mouth and yeah. you know I want to share something my granddaughter um, who's in her 20s she listened, listens to our podcast and I just want to add this that she said you know grandma you're just too religiousy for me and we chatted about what that looks like and what that means. And so if you're out there and you don't have a relationship with the Lord and this feels a little heavy on that side, let us know that. Sandy and I both, I love that Sandy says she's a God girl. I love that statement. I have a client that says I'm Jesus's favorite, but know that we're not trying to shove it down your throat. I had a, a new client call yesterday and she said, well, I looked at your website and it looks really religious. Can I come see you without you doing anything like that? And I looked at her and I said, I promise I won't throw Jesus at you. And she just started laughing and made an appointment with me. Oh, isn't that great that she called? Yeah. Some so no, no, Sandy and I have open hearts. Yeah. We don't, we don't judge. We don't, no. there's no political party. There's no human being that we judge. You know, the right. Lord allowed us to love it all because, and we thank you for being here. So please give us a holler at what's on your life plate at gmail.com. And thank you. Have an incredible weekend. Yes. Bye, Kathy. Bye, Sandy. Talk to you soon.